This is the podcast that rocked, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. Thank you for tuning in. And it was just days ago, we got the biggest news in quite a while. Another member of Slipknot has left the group. We only know bits and pieces of it so far. We just know the official news that Slipknot and drummer Jay Weinberg have parted ways. The statement was posted a few days back and then taken down a few hours later. Here's the quote on social media from Slipknot. We would like to thank Jay Weinberg for his dedication and passion over the past 10 years. No one can ever replace Joey Jordison's original sound, style, or energy, but Jay honored Joey's part and contributed to the last three albums, and we, the band, and the fans appreciate it. But as ever, Slipknot is intent on evolving. The band has decided to make a creative decision and to part ways with Jay. We wish Jay all the best and are very excited for what the future holds. That was it. A decent post addressing the Jay and Slipknot are parting ways, whether that's Jay asking to leave or Slipknot not deciding to go in a different direction. We aren't positive of which happened first. What we do know is that Jay Weinberg, one of the best metal drummers in this current generation, is no longer a part of the Knot. As soon as this was announced, there was wild speculation about what's next for Slipknot, as it does feel odd that this is the second member of the band to leave the group starting in 2023. In 2023, however, the bits and pieces we do know don't really lead to much clarity. All we know is that Slipknot has been announced for at least one festival next year in 2024, which we'll get to later, and that Slipknot will continue. As for my personal viewpoint, Jay Weinberg is fantastic. I can't stress enough, he is one of the best drummers out there, possibly in all music, period. Son of Max Weinberg, who was the drummer for Bruce Springsteen and for Late Night with Conan O'Brien and Conan for years, Jay has lived for two things musically, for his love for Slipknot and as a drummer. The famous photo of young Jay Weinberg with Max Weinberg meeting Jim Root backstage at the New Jersey show for Slipknot in the early 2000s, and then them recreating that photo a couple years ago, it only proves to show that how much Slipknot has meant to Jay and how much Jay has contributed in turn back to that. His drumming on We Are Not Your Kind, the end so far, is fantastic and I really feel helped make a statement on those Slipknot albums carrying so much on the percussion side. I'm confident Jay's gonna do fine no matter what his next venture is. I just don't know what that's gonna be. As for Slipknot, it'll be interesting to see what happens next for the band. As the previous album, The End so far does feel like it has some odd hindsight now as it's the end for a few members maybe not even on bad terms but still things do feel like they're changing let me know your thoughts on what you think will be next for Slipknot because I'm not positive myself all I know is I love Slipknot Jay Weinberg is fantastic and I just want the best for everyone in related news there have been many people in the Slipknot families that have been pushed for information very grossly both Alicia Taylor and Griff Taylor have had to make comments saying stop asking them for information information on Slipknot and what's going on. I have to follow up with that saying, if you're pushing to the wife and son of Slipknot family members just to see what the dirt is on the van, you have sunk to TMZ levels of bottom of the barrel. What is wrong with you? It's one thing if you want to know the truth and you want to know what's happening with your favorite band. When you're trying to dig up information from relatives, ugh, ugh. In slightly related news, continuing this, Corey Taylor did an interview asking about what he would do in the future if asked to focus on Slipknot or his own solo work. And a very honest answer, Corey said, I'm going to say solo only because I'm starting it right now and I'm really starting to kind of find myself in it. This was on BBC Radio and he says that the solo work really essentially started as an experiment. I had all these songs that I wanted to share with people and I really couldn't give them to either band. So it was like, okay, well, we're just going to have to create a third option. That is not to say that he's going to leave anytime soon 
as he still loved Slipknot. He followed the quote saying, Slipknot is something that can never be replaced in my heart, can never be replaced in my life, and I sincerely hope that I'm a part of it until I hang up the mask. I do think it's interesting that Corey said he's really trying to go in deeper with his solo work and would focus on that if he had to choose between that and Slipknot, but I honestly don't feel he would have to make that decision and he's been able to run with both and Stone Sour in the past, so I can't see why he would have to put one over the other anytime soon. In some unfortunate news, the inaugural Headbangers boat, which is the Lamb of God cruise featuring a lot of other heavy acts, has ended with severe tragedy. And this is not something completely new for cruise ships, as this does happen very rarely. But it happening on the inaugural Headbangers boat definitely leaves a bit of a tinted view of what this is. Unfortunately, it was shared out that a member of the cruise went overboard during the trips at sea. And they stopped the boat and they made a big search for the person. And and it did not end well. Lamb of God have made a post publicly saying this. Thank you to everyone who joined us on the inaugural Headbangers Boat. It was truly one of the most special celebrations of heavy metal, bringing together artists spanning decades of music. We want to thank every single band, host, comedian, staff member, and of course fan who made the trek to Miami and on board with us. Overall, it was truly one of the most positive and fun atmospheres we've been a part of. It was shocking that a joyous occasion could so quickly turn tragic. While we don't know all the specifics, we know every single person on that boat is part of our family, and we witnessed everyone on board experienced grief at the loss of one of our own. We couldn't have been more proud of how the metal community on board rallied together to support each other and celebrate heavy metal in the only way we know how. The music community truly is just that, a community. Thank you to Mastodon, Testament, Hatebreed, Gwar, Municipal Waste, Shadows Fall, God Forbid, Lacuna Coil, Gate Creeper, Fit for an Autopsy, Violence, Malevolence, Bleed from Within, Dying Wish, Jesse Leach, Jose Mangan, Ricky Rackman, Frank Castillo, Steve Fury, and everyone involved in making this inaugural event what it was. This was the public statement from the group collectively on social media addressing one, the inaugural cruise, which on the first couple days looks like it was going off without a hitch, no problems. I even saw footage of a tiny circle pit in the hot tub on the top deck of the cruise while one of the decks was playing. It's exactly what you think a concert cruise would be, but then I was on vacation when I also saw the news about someone going overboard and that is the worst tragedy you can think of for a cruise and something like this. Awful to think about the person going overboard, the family of them, and everything else going on. It's good to see that everyone on board the ship, staff, sailors, band members, whatever it is, we're all pulling together and understood the situation. It's just a shocking, awful thing. There's no other real way to say it. I understand Lamb of God's position too. It wasn't anyone's fault from what we understand. Just a freak accident. And that's what it is. In festival news, we were treated to two festival lineups for 2024, the first being Download Fest 21 to take place June 14th through 16th in Donington Park over in the UK, featuring headliners Queens of the Stone Age, Fall Out Boy, and Avenged Sevenfold, also including Royal Blood, The Offspring, Machine Head, Pantera, Bad Omens, Corey Taylor, While She Sleeps, Sum 41, and their final UK performance, that is, and many more. Find more about that at Download Fest website and on their social media. The lineup does pose a few interesting options. There's solid bands on the line, but as well, but it does feel like they're trying to aim at least somewhat for newer bands as headliners. I'm okay with that. Many comments across the board, across social media are pro and con, blah, blah, blah. I will say one positive, even though these aren't the typical headliners we've seen for years, I'll also say I can't hate them trying to put different bands as headliners and giving them a chance. We'll see how it plays out and download will do extremely well as it always does for all ages and generations. So we'll see how it turns out over in June in 2021. 
The second festival lineup to be dropped was for DWP's Welcome to Rockville taking place in Daytona. The four-day festival lineup will include Motley Crue, Limp Bizkit, Foo Fighters, and Slipknot as headliners. Now, where I said Download Fest was at least trying to embrace newer bands as headliners, Rockville not so much. Now, that's not a full shot at DWP, but Motley Crue and Limp Bizkit, Limp Bizkit as headliners for the four-day massive festival does set an odd precedent. And then Foo Fighters, who are fantastic live, Slipknot's fantastic live. They've also headlined many times. They've headlined Rockville many times and other DWP festivals many times. It's also worth pointing out the Rockville lineup has other names that have headlined before, including Disturbed. Other bands performing on Rockville include Evanescence, Queens of the Stone Age, Greta Van Fleet, Breaking Benjamin, Judas Priest, Anthrax, In This Moment, Sum 41, Cypress Hill, Mr. Bungle, Baroness, In Flames, Carrie King's new band, who we announced also just this week that Carrie King has his own band starting this week as well. That'll be awesome. And there's a lot more. This is the four-day festival. Too many bands to list off in a short time frame. My argument is, while so many people are asking for different headliners, there are some festivals trying. Meanwhile, DWP is playing it very safe again, especially with Foo Fighters, who are great, and then Motley Crue and Limp Bizkit. Keep in mind, DWP was burned by Limp Bizkit headlining a festival back in 2017 at Rock Allegiance, which was a bit of a disaster, and then Motley Crue headlining day one of Welcome to Rockville. All I can say is, I hope Motley Crue is able to perform well. I say that without any snark, any sarcasm. From what I saw at the stadium tour with Death Leopard, Motley Crue is not in their best shape. And I really hope that they're able to pull something out in 2024. That'll be all for this week's The Podcast The Rocked. Big thanks to my patrons and YouTube members. Special thanks to Chris Doman, Brandon Bruce, Mars Hunter, and Dom Noble. You can get weekly new music playlists and see videos early by supporting Rocked on Patreon or through YouTube membership. It helps out a ton. Two or three dollars a month goes a long way to support the channel. Please follow on social we have a big video coming next week and I just also wanted to thank you all for staying subscribed and checking these podcasts out. Please tell your friends. Word of mouth goes a long way and let me know what you think about the festival lineups as well. Download Fest and Welcome to Rockville. I'm not saying Motley Crue and Limp Bizkit are the worst things ever and worst names to headline a big festival. I'm just saying if you're waiting all day in sweaty Florida and you hear a less than prime Motley Crue and, and a temperamental temperamental Fred Durst closing out the night, I'm not sure how well it's going to close out every evening. 